0: I'm so grateful to be interviewing my friend Brooke Alexander today. I met Brooke on my study abroad in Toronto because I actually discovered her through another podcast and then I realized that she lives in Toronto. So I, slid, I was sliding, slid, I slid into her, slid into her DMs. I was just messaging her on Instagram (laughs) and that's how we connected and we met several times whilst I was in Toronto and we just had the best conversations. She is such a gem, such an inspirational person, so I obviously had to have her here on the show to talk all about her zone of genius, which is helping you achieve success and set goals and just live your best life because... Brooke is a life and success coach and she helps dreamers innovators and creators show up and stand out so they can realize their dreams so Brooke is all about really you know helping you identify set and achieve goals so that you can achieve whatever success means to you in your life so in this episode we talked a lot obviously about you know how to set goals for 2019 because right now it's just the best time obviously for setting goals and we also talked a lot about mindset work really priming your mindset for success overcoming limiting beliefs and blocks because Brooke is also a certified NLP practitioner so we talked a lot about NLP and all of that really really interesting stuff and I don't want to keep talking about it any longer I just want you to dive into the episode so I really hope you love it and don't forget to check out Brooke and let her know on her Instagram or something that you came from my show so let's get started. This is the Digital Diamonds podcast, helping your business shine bright online. I'm your host, Laura, and I'm a student entrepreneur and YouTuber. I help female entrepreneurs to create standout YouTube channels and show up with the most badass, confident version of themselves online. Let's get you the online visibility and attention that you need to build your own girlboss empire. Hi Brooke and welcome to the Digital Diamonds podcast. I'm so excited to have you on and we're just going to get started with the first question to just jump right into the content. So you're all about goals and achieving success and like goal setting something you talk about so much. So there are so many opinions on goals like some say that yeah gigantic goals and some said say really small achievable goals. Others says like Say that you don't really need any goals at all. So, what's your opinion and approach to goal setting and why does it work for you and for your clients? So, thanks for
1: having me. First of all, I'm very excited to be here. Um, So, with goals, I personally think goals are really important because the way that I think about it is when you are in your car and you want to get somewhere and you've got the gps in front of you the gps can't give you a path or a map or directions to get where you're going if it doesn't know where you want to go and so i think about goals the same way you need to have that end goal something that you're working towards so you can figure out a plan to get there so you can create a plan and so you know where you're going and the, the creating the plan to get there is also really, really important too. So I definitely, definitely, and I'm a huge proponent for setting goals and working towards achieving something in, um, and also the goal setting process is kind of specific to the one that I use. So that comes into play there as well, but I'm definitely all for goals
0: yeah so can you give us just a little insight? I know it's really broad and you may like you just recently posted this awesome episode about goal setting, which guys I will link down below in the show notes you have to check it out, but can you just give us a little overview over what that goal setting process looks like:
1: Yeah, sure, so I break it down into three separate phases of The whole goal process is three separate phases. So the first one is identify. So you need to identify what your goals are. You need to figure out where you wanna go. Really important thing here is to figure out your goals and determine your goals based on what you want. I see a lot of people creating goals and I've been guilty of this myself, of creating goals based on what other people have done and they've seen other people do and get success or happiness from. I've seen people setting goals because of other people. So what other people have told them they should do or kind of just what they think they should do because that's what is society tells them to do. So the first part is identifying goals and choosing goals that light you up and that you're excited about and that you want to achieve. So the next one is set. So this is where we create a plan. So when we are creating a plan, um, I reverse engineer everything. I focus on the end goal and then I break it down into smaller chunks of time, usually three month periods. And then when I get to the, the upcoming three months, I break that down monthly and then weekly. So that's how we set the goals and then achieving the goals. That's implementing and putting everything that we've just planned out into practice and actually going and taking the action and moving towards the goals.
0: Nice, I love that. And you know, there is just one thing that just came to my mind. That's something I like always struggle with. And it's what if you are very multi passionate, you have so many goals. How do you decide on like what goal to focus on, or like do you have a recommendation? Like how many goals should you focus on at a time? Like just one goal, or I mean, it obviously depends on the goals themselves. But how do you decide what goal to take action on first?
1: Whatever one I want the most. I'm multi passionate as well, and I like doing a lot of things, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of prioritize. And so I have maybe the big overarching goal, the big one that's going to, at, when it's achieved, the impacts and the benefits are going to trickle down and impact all the other aspects of my life. So I use that as my main focus. And then along the way, um, you can even create goals based on all of the things that you want to achieve, but fit them into your timeline, into your plan accordingly and be realistic about what is physically possible to be achieved. Now, I don't mean realistic in the sense that like it's not realistic for me to want to create a business because I've never done it before. That's not the kind of like fake realistic that I'm talking about. I mean like physically possible. If you want to achieve 10 million different things in a year, that's not going to work. So Mm -hmm. you have to be yeah, realistic about time and what you're physically able to do, but set goals. And if you can, whatever you want to do, I, if you're, if you have ideas and dreams of things that you want to achieve, work towards achieving them, but also don't put pressure on yourself. If it doesn't happen in the timeline that you want it, you can't fail at things unless you quit. So that's another huge thing that I talk about a lot. If you want to achieve something and you have, if you are a multi-passionate, you have all these different goals. That's absolutely fine. There's no time period saying when you have to achieve certain things by, or you have to do this goal because of X reason, do what you want to do and stop worrying about what other people tell you to do or what other people say that you should do.
0: Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And that also leads me, it's a good pathway to my next question. You just um we're talking about like what other people think, right? And that's just like mm-hmm. the biggest block or one of the biggest biggest blocks for like all of us on like, you know, creating things now our life and you know, doing things differently. So what blocks or limiting beliefs, maybe say like three, like the top three, have you come across that stop people from, you know, actually taking action on their goals and not just planning them out, right? And what are some ways that we can overcome those limiting beliefs?
1: So I guess the, the actual limiting beliefs themselves, the one that I, ones that I see the most would be people saying, I haven't done that before. So that means I can't do it ever, um, which is ridiculous when you think about it because like, at one point in your life, you couldn't walk and you couldn't tie your shoelaces and you couldn't talk and you couldn't feed yourself, but you learned how to do that. And so you didn't let the fact that you had never done it before stop you from trying to do it. So that's definitely one that I see. Um, Another one that I see a lot is people thinking that they're not that kind of person. I'm not the type of person who achieves this goal because Mm -hmm. Of Whatever reason that they think and I guess that kind of leads into the another one is that peop, a lot of the times People think that they have to become a different person in order to achieve their goals Like they're gonna have to change and this was something that was actually really big for me and success I had this idea that And it was an unconscious belief that I I didn't really know Was impacting me because it just happened so naturally so this is thing with limiting beliefs and blocks that come up is a lot of the time they'll be kind of so natural and they'll just come up so automatically that you may not even realize that it's happening and that it's sabotaging you. Uh, So the way that it happened for me is when I was thinking of myself as a successful person and I would just imagine myself as my most successful self. It's kind of funny. I would imagine myself walking down the street Or going to get on the bus or the train, but I would be dressed in this really, really nice fancy dress and wearing high heels. Mm -hmm. And so in my head, and I've kind of, at the time I was like, that's weird. Like who in my visualization, I guess I was like, that's weird that someone is in a really fancy dress and like walking down the street and getting on the bus that doesn't happen. So in my mind, what I had put together was when I become really successful and my most successful self, I'm going to have to change. I'm going to have to become a different person. I'm going to have to wear fancy clothes all the time and get dressed up and yada, yada, yada. But I don't actually want to do that. I, that's not who I am. I love wearing fancy clothes and all that stuff, but not all the time. So it was this thing that I was holding myself back from moving forward because in my mind, if I moved forward, I would have to change and become a different person that I didn't want to be.
0: Yeah, does that make sense? So much sense. Like I can totally relate as well. Where, like in my mind, it's always, you know, it's like that's such a big like block and limiting belief, especially when it comes to my money mindset, where. I don't know, for some reason growing up I always thought like money makes people bad and if I would now become successful, I would like make more money and then that would make me a not like a different person with different values and values that I don't wanna have. Like I don't wanna always think about money and whatever. Like that's what I thought successful people would be like. And that is such a big block, obviously, because you are subconsciously like blocking yourself from getting the money and like, you know, building this business and whatever. So I can really relate. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, totally. And even um, an example I have for money is when I was growing up, uh, my family was fine. Like we were middle, upper, probably upper middle class or whatever. Like we had money to pay for stuff. We never went without, but there were people in the town that I lived in who had a lot of money. Who lived in these really big houses on these hills and had a lot of property Mm -hmm. and my mom would always say, well, the reason that they have that much money is because they're drug dealers. Like that's how they're rich because they're drug dealers. So, and my mom also used to um, talk bad about the neighbors that were around us that had a lot of money. So in my head, I had these beliefs that that were ingrained in me, not intentionally, but I can't. This is what happens when you're young; you pick up the beliefs and you make assumptions based on how other people respond to their reality about how things are going to work for you. So then I had in my head that people who are rich got their money by doing bad things, and if I get money, that means I'm going to be a bad person. So all of these things, they're unless you're kind of actively searching them out and becoming aware of them, then they can be hard to find if you don't know that it's causing the problems.
0: Yeah, definitely. So let's say someone wants to, you know, work on their limiting beliefs. I know this is like such a huge topic. We could do like 10 podcast mm-hmm. episodes about it. And I've talked about like journaling specifically here on the podcast. What are some other tools or ways to, you know, identify and overcome those limiting beliefs?
1: So the first part, I guess, is identifying them. So this requires a certain amount of self-awareness. You have to Mm -hmm. be self-aware. You have to first realize that you get to choose the thoughts you have. I think that's the first step is Realizing that you get to choose the thoughts that come into your head just mm-hmm. because a thought pops up in there, it doesn't mean it 's yours, it doesn't mean it's true, it doesn't mean you have to believe it. it, doesn't mean you can't change it if you don't like it. So this was a huge, huge thing for me when I first started my personal development journey. I was listening to a podcast, and then the first very, very first episode, she was talking about how you get to choose your own thoughts and beliefs, and I was like, "What?" Are you serious? Mm-hmm. why hasn't anyone ever told me that before? I get to choose what I think that is wild, and so that completely changed my life so mm-hmm. that is what is the first step is people need to realize that you get to choose the things that you think, and just because something comes up it doesn 't mean it 's real, so realizing that just because a certain thought comes into your head it doesn 't mean it 's real the first step, and then the second step is. I've forgotten where my train of thought was, um, <laughs> but to really figure out what they are is to listen to that that in, inner dialogue that you have and if a limiting belief is something that every, so every belief is a limiting belief every single belief you have is a limiting belief because it limits you from something in some way it might limit you from doing something negative it might limit you from doing something positive so every single belief is a limiting belief but we want to eliminate the negative limiting beliefs the ones that are going to stop us from getting where we're going so that's how i think about it and how i like to define it is any belief i have that stops me from moving forward in the direction that i want to go so if you have a limiting belief about money that people with money are bad then that's going to stop you from getting to your money goals if you have a belief that you're only able to make fifty thousand dollars a year then that's a limiting belief because it's going to limit you from ever making more than that if you want to make more than that if you have a belief that there are no good men left out in the world, that's a limiting belief because that's going to stop you from getting a relationship with a man if that's what you want. So those are what limiting beliefs are. And then it really comes down to to practice, I think, and just the self-awareness enough mm-hmm. to listen to what's going on inside your head and catch them. And journaling honestly is probably one of the things that i would recommend the mm-hmm. most is noticing the beliefs and i like to write them down or even just think about them if you want but prove them wrong prove them wrong and that's all you need to do you need to prove it wrong or call it call it out call it bs i don't know if i can swear on here so i just won't
0: yes but- you can <laughs>
1: <laughs> call Co call bullshit like tell prove the belief wrong and how that 's not true, and a lot of the time we don't even realize that it's happening like um, one of my clients is like ninety thousand dollars a year seems like a good amount of money that seems comfortable like i can I can do that, but like why why would you limit yourself to that just because it feels safe and then figure out why that's not true. Well, just because that's the most amount of money that you've ever made before, that doesn't mean you can't make more than that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just really proving them wrong and listening to what's going on and then proving them wrong, I think, is the best way. And then also, um, I have in my NLP training <laughs> a lot of um, really, really awesome techniques to mm-hmm. help people change their beliefs pretty much like within 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, we're, we're going to get to like NLP in the next, like really, really like yeah. almost <laughs> like now because it's like, I'm so curious like to hear myself. Um, Just a few thoughts, like you just brought so much value and thank you for sharing about the limiting beliefs because I've never heard someone say that like all thoughts are limiting beliefs, but it, it I mean, it, it like makes so much sense, right? Just some limit you from negative behaviors and some from positive behaviors. So mm-hmm. thanks for sharing that. Like I've never heard someone say that. So that was super interesting. And also like I've really like one of the like or the most life-changing books I've read in 2018 was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle And mm-hmm. he also talks so much about consciousness and how you are not your thoughts and you can control your thoughts because if you were your thoughts, you would never be conscious enough to know that you are thinking. If that makes sense, like yeah. if you literally were your thoughts and you had no control, like you wouldn't even know you're thinking. So that was like mind-blowing. And also one thing, um I also wanted to say like you said in mm, one of your latest podcast episodes but that blew my mind. I was like my like wow, like oh my god. You said that if you want to Create new beliefs in your mind to, you know, prove those negative limiting beliefs uh, wrong. Those beliefs don't necessarily have to be a fact. Like I was like, what? Like, oh my god, mind blown! Because I always struggled, kind of with, you know, especially if you are creating beliefs that bring you closer to like your future self or whatever. Sometimes in the situation where you are in right now, it doesn't make. lot of sense but like can you go before we go to the NLP more like just a few sentences on that like the beliefs and that they don't have to be facts like they just like you choose what you believe yeah
1: so I think what I was saying in that episode um was that just because you have a thought about something that doesn't mean it is a fact Mm -hmm. so just because you have a thought about Men, they're not being any good men in the world. That doesn't mean it's a fact Mm. just because you have a thought about another person that doesn't mean it's a fact so I think a lot of the times uh, our beliefs come from a lot of our beliefs unless you're consciously trying to change them they come from our parents, grandparents and society and we absorb them when we are really, really young. So they say that zero to seven is the time when you're absorbing the opinions and thoughts and beliefs from the people around you. And then it's when you get older than that, that you can start kind of start using those beliefs and everything to shape how you view reality. But in the first few years, you're very, very absorbent. And so just because you have a thought or a belief about anything that doesn't mean it is a fact it could be just something that someone else decided and that told you and then that was just their opinion or that was just based on the way that they view the world or that was based on a belief that was handed down to them from someone else so just because you have a thought about something that doesn't mean it's a fact
0: Mm that makes so much sense. I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah, like obviously it's so, it's so true. But as you said earlier, like when you grow up with that belief, you sometimes like it's your reality. Like you don't realize that it's not true, like that you can change it. Yeah, And that's like that realization gives you so much freedom. And as someone who, like I sometimes struggle with obviously thinking too much and almost compulsively thinking about everything. So working on that really, like that realization helps so much with that as well. So I want to know more about Mm -hmm. NLP now. Tell us all about it and what it is. I mean, you are certified, so tell us just um, a beginner guide to NLP and how can Mm -hmm. we maybe use it ourselves or like just, you know, just tell us some stuff.
1: Okay, so NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And in short, it is said to be the user's manual for the mind. So there are so many different techniques and tools within NLP that can do a whole lot of things. They can help you overcome limiting beliefs. They can help you change how you think about something. Um, There are so many different things. So... It's kind of hard to explain in one sentence. Mm -hmm. I'll give you a personal example of something that I experienced. So, in my training, the lady who was training us said, Does anyone want to come up and remove uh, a negative belief or a limiting belief? And I was like, Yep, I'll come up. And she said, What belief do you want to get rid of today? And I said, I, or what belief is negative belief do you have? And I was like, I think that. People don't like me. It was automatic for me, and it had been for many, many years. That as soon as I met someone or talked to someone or whatever, I was like, the, then that person's next automatic thought was that they didn't like me. I assumed that everyone didn't like me, it was just like a normal thing. People don't like me. I got by with my life and I still talked to people, but I was like, yeah, they just, they don't like me, which, and it's fine. I was like, yeah, it's fine if they don't like me, but people don't like me. And so we went through an NLP technique and basically changed that belief within, it was probably a little bit longer than five, it was about five or 10 minutes, but we moved that belief to a different part of my brain. So your brain stores things in certain places. And what we did in this technique was we moved that, that belief that I had, that it was a, something that I believed was true and still current to a place in my brain that stored, stores things that are no longer true. So we moved the belief to a different place in my head um, by using a, a simple technique and then that was it was gone. And afterwards I was sitting on the chair after she did it and I was just wobbly and I felt weird because those the neurons in my brain, the neural pathways, had been broken down and were trying to the, the things were trying to figure out and go along that same pathway that they'd been on for a really long time, and they couldn't get there anymore, so it took a bit of a a couple of minutes for me to adjust, and my energy was a little bit odd for that that day, but it was it like changed that belief instantly
0: that sounds so crazy and so cool at the same time, like it's so just oh man, I can like I geek out on that stuff as well like it's really <laughs> cool, so let's say like someone doesn't know an NLP person, is there some way to do NLP on yourself or do you have to go to a practitioner?
1: I would recommend always going to a practitioner. You don't even need to go to a practitioner. I do stuff with my clients online. There are some stuff you can find. There are some smaller techniques like anchoring. And what anchoring is, is we um, put a kind of create a button somewhere in your body, usually on the knuckle or on the earlobe or something, and what the button does is we anchor a certain state or feeling or emotion onto this button by going through a process, and basically when you press, after you do the technique, you can press on that button and have that state or feeling or emotion come up for you instantly. So you can get into that state just by pressing this button. So that's called anchoring. And that's a simple one that people can do. Um, There are some videos online or uh, whatever that can talk people through that one. So that's really good. Uh, But for the other stuff, it's definitely, I would recommend speaking with a practitioner because a a lot of it is kind of directed and Mm -hmm. questions need to be asked. And unless you're trained, it's difficult to do them on yourself. If I'm trained, I can do it to myself. But if you're not trained, it can be hard. And also you want to make sure it's being done right because you're moving stuff around in your brain. You're shuffling things around. So if you mm-hmm. you don't want to put something that you don't want in the wrong place.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, that's so interesting. And I love the um, tool with like anchoring, right? Like that sounds really cool. I really want to like watch a video now. So anyone, yeah. if you're interested, like Brooke, is doing NLP sessions. So we will talk like she will, she can tell you later or you can check out her website, but it's definitely something really, really cool. So my next question is something that kind of comes from my own personal struggle that I just want to ask you, but I, I feel like if I struggle with it, then a lot of other people are struggling with it. So if you are super like, ambitious, always setting goals, like always working to your future success and your future self and, you know, all of that stuff, right? How can you still allow yourself to be um, like satisfied and happy right now and also being present right now? Because I sometimes realize that if I wasn't happy in my situation, I used like, you know, visualizations and working on my future self or whatever I use that as an escape because I didn't want to face the present. Mm -hmm. so how can we do both
1: uh so so what
0: you're saying is you like
1: you're planning your future as a way to avoid thinking about what's happening right now Mm -hmm. um for that I guess what I think happens in that case is you're putting distance between your right now and the future that you want to achieve. So when you're saying that I'm here, but I want to be there, you're putting the message of distance out into the universe and saying like, I am far away from that thing. And so whatever you put out into the universe is exactly what you get back. So in this case, I would say focus on what you have right now and knowing that the good stuff is coming to you and be the person now that you want to be in that future. What can you do in your present reality to embody as much of that as possible of who you want to be and the life that you want to create for yourself? How can you bring that into right now so you can start living as much of that as possible and then you're no longer saying to the universe there's distance between me and this thing that i want i i'm it right now then you're attracting that so much faster you're getting into that energy and then if you're in that energy of where you want to be then you're automatically going to start feeling good so being there right now being that person now instead of waiting to become that person or have that success or achieve that goal. Feel bring that feeling and thoughts and person to you right now
0: mm, yeah that is that is great. I love that perspective, and also again, i've never heard some like i I listen to like conversations, podcasts about like that kind of stuff like a lot, but I've never heard someone say that if you kind of use that as an escape, like you you don't like by focusing so much on where you want to go and not appreciating where you're now you're like not making it happen faster but you're actually slowing it down by bringing Mm -hmm. more distance so that makes like so much sense again i've never thought about it that way so thanks for sharing yeah um so how how can you i think that's just something that's kind of like the paradox i feel like of Mm -hmm. personal development and all of that stuff it's how can you constantly improve yourself whilst being happy with like who you are right now and what you have? Well, just because you want to improve
1: yourself, it doesn't mean that you're not happy with what you have right now. You can be completely happy with who you are and where you Mm -hmm. are and still want to improve it. So this kind of comes down to the same thing as don't put, distance between you and where you want to be. Focusing and appreciating who you are and being grateful for who you are and everything that you've achieved. And even if you haven't quite achieved what you wanted to, you still need to be grateful for that. Because if you can't be grateful for what you already have, then you're never going to be grateful. Like Just getting to that next level isn't going to automatically mean you're more grateful because there's always going to be something more that you're wanting to achieve or striving for. So if you're in the mindset of, I want to be somewhere else, then you're always going to be in that mindset. But if you can get in the mindset of, I'm grateful for where I am right now. I know is part of my path. I know I'm here for a reason. I know everything that I experienced in my past got me to exactly the place that I meant to be. There are no mistakes. There aren't any, nothing could ever go wrong. Nothing that happens is ever wrong because or bad or a mistake or a failure because you can only get to where you're going you only Mm -hmm. have one end goal that is I'm gonna get a little bit spiritual here Mm -hmm. Um, your your end goal like your soul's end goal the person that you came here to be there is only one of those places so there is no other direction that you can go except for the exact direction that you're going. Nothing is ever a mistake or a failure because you only have one path and one end goal. And I, I just think like in the end I'm going to get to where I'm going. So everything that leads up to that point is exactly what we meant to happen to get me to that point. I don't think I'm going to get to the end and be like, Oh, this is not where I was meant to be. Like I know yeah. that I have a destination and maybe that's not clear to me right now, but my higher self knows what that destination is. So everything up until that point is exactly right. So being grateful for where you are in this moment, but still saying, well, I could improve. I could, I could think a little bit differently. I could definitely, improve my inner dialogue. I can improve my self-talk. I can improve how I respond to other people. I can bring more value to the world. So Mm -hmm. there isn't, yeah, in that sense, um, there's always room for improvement, but also like the paradox of personal development is like, there's nothing wrong with you just because you want to improve and you're noticing that there is room for improvement. That doesn't mean there's something wrong with you Mm -hmm. or that you've done things terribly but that you can you're allowed to want to improve while still being happy with who you are and where you are
0: yeah that's so that's awesome that you said all of that i think it's a lot of inspiration because like honestly like when i think about like what you just said now because i believe as well that like everything is like happening how it's supposed to happen and it's always benefiting us in a way no matter what happens That gives Mm -hmm. you so much peace because, like, I feel like often, like, obviously so much of what holds us back is, like, the fear of failure and, like, missing out on something and making the wrong decision. But if you are convinced, if you can believe, again, going back to the beliefs, if you believe that you are going to get where you're supposed to be, that's, like, so calming for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, yes.
1: So yeah, good. totally. And fear breeds fear, worry breeds worry. So if you're fearful of something, you're just going to attract more fear. Mm-hmm. But the way that I like to get into the energy of where I'm going and the things that I want to achieve and all of my desires is, um, I I say thank you for them as I have them right now. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't look at my goals as somewhere for me to go so I'm like looking at the post-it notes on my wall right now of the goals that I have set for the next few months and I'm not looking at them and thinking oh my gosh I have so far to go to get to that goal I'm looking at it and saying thank you for that thank you for that thank you for that and thank you for that as though I already have them and I'm excited that I already have them and I think about already having them so not what I'm going to do when I get it but what I am doing with it now that I have it to get into that energy. So it's not so much focusing on the future. It's like putting in that end destination, but almost like teleporting myself there. and being like, well, I'm already there. I wrote it down on paper. I wrote it down. It's real. It's mine. It is here and I have it. And so I am grateful for that. And I feel so good. And then go with it from there.
0: Yeah, because if you're fully convinced that you, like this goal, like this future you is, already like it's already on your path like there is no other way other than like getting there it's like it makes so much sense like it also motivates you because you know you're gonna get there so you are acting on it and it's not like something that's not realistic yeah
1: totally and there's another I'm gonna get even more spiritual and woo-woo now yeah but So there's this idea and um, I'm not sure where I originally heard it. I have no idea, but it's been kind of in my head for a little while now that all of the things that we ever experience in our life have all already happened. And the way that we're perceiving them now as though it's time and we're progressing through it is just our conscious mind's way of going through all of the things that we've already experienced. So we see it as time and things moving forward and things happening one after the other, but they've actually all already happened. So in that case, if you decide to follow that path of thought, then the goal that I have for January has already happened. So I don't need to be worrying about the distance between me and that goal. I know it's already happened. I am that person at some point and, just because in my consciousness, I see it happening as a progression through time that I don't have to feel like that. I don't have to wait for it. I can just decide to be it and feel it and have it now.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so mind blowing. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's really cool. I wish more people would think like that because it, you know, doesn't only obviously bring you to your goals, but it also gives you a lot of, as I said, like peace of mind along the way. So, what do you think are a few like, more things you wish that people knew about you know, achieving goals and setting goals, achieving success, and maybe mistakes people make, something that's like misunderstood, anything you wish like, people would do differently or no? I think the main
1: thing here is that you, for people, everyone, that you are at cause for everything in your life. No more at effect, you're always 100% at cause. And this means that you have the power to choose how you're going to respond to every single situation. Now, cause doesn't mean fault. Taking responsibility for your life and for everything that happens to you doesn't mean you're at fault for it. So Mm -hmm. I can hear people saying like, oh, but that other person hit my car, they hit me, so that I'm not... At cause for that. No, you are at cause for how you deal with that situation. That's someone else's fault. That doesn't matter, but you have to take responsibility for mm-hmm. how you respond to that situation, how you react and how you move forward from there. And once you can fully take responsibility for everything, then you get to create your life consciously. You're not just at the effect of other people, of social conditioning, of what you see on the news, how people should react, how people should respond to things, how people should get angry about certain things. You get to decide how you feel and how it impacts your life. And if you let it impact your life and then you, you move forward from there, that's, that's definitely the biggest thing and something that I that people just – don't do and I didn't do for the longest time as well. I blamed everything else Mm -hmm. for my unhappiness and where I was. I blamed other people. I blamed whatever else I could except myself for my own results. And then once I realized that I could actually, that I was responsible for my results and no one's just going to hand me things on a silver platter and I had to take action and I had to make decisions and I had to believe, then I was empowered to actually create my life how I wanted it to be.
0: Yeah that like that all makes so much sense that's something i actually learned when i read the book uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck like he mm-hmm. talks about that so much i was like oh my god like that makes so much sense like i mean we could go like into such a rabbit hole right now about like the ego and stuff but like just touching it real quick i mean it's also that like for us like our ego like identifies obviously with like the negative things like it does only um, identify with like the negative stuff so it's like uh, no not I don't I don't actually know what I just want to say with that but anyway it's that for us it's obviously more natural when we follow our ego to blame other people and to really identify with negativity and to keep attracting negative things because it's sure for in the beginning it's uncomfortable to step out of that victim identity because that's what we identify with like that's I see that with a lot of people in my life where they like something bad happened to them and then they identify with the role of a victim so much that they don't even know who they are without that problem in their life like it's crazy
1: yeah totally so many people do that and until these the people who are living in that victim mentality can step out of that, then they're just that is who they're going to be and they're going to identify with that forever and that's kind of sucks because then you're giving your power away to something that happened whenever years ago and sure it might have been shit i've been through some really really horrible 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 experiences that I would never wish on anybody, but I didn't let that define me. And I didn't let that say, well, I am this person now because this happened to me. Mm -hmm. I stepped out of that and was like, fuck no, I'm not going to be a victim. I get to decide how I live my life, not some experience or something I went through eight years ago. That doesn't affect me now. I get to decide to be better than that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And it's, it's definitely not an easy thing to do. But it's so worth it. Like, as you said, like, once you do it, you gain so much power. And you can really create, like, that's why I think it's so true. And it's not just, like, bullshit, like, saying where you are the creator of your reality. It's true. Because in order to change your reality, you don't actually have to change, like, any physical things. You just have to change how you look at them. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like, that also just blew my mind totally because it's so true like even if you are in a shitty situation right now like for example when i i was like uh in the beginning of 2008 no 2000 yeah 2000 no yeah <laughs> 2000 what do we have now 19 yeah 18 <laughs> i was like really i wanted to quit uni because i really hated my course and i was like yeah but i'm stuck here and blah 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 and i can't change anything and hmm, but i was able to change how i perceived my reality, so I didn't drop out of uni, but I changed my perspective of it from this sucks so much, I hate my course to okay, because I don't have that much uni, because my course is how it is, I can use that to you know build a business. And yeah, it all makes sense in the end,
1: yeah, totally. It just takes a reframe and looking how can you look at things differently. And yeah, you get to decide if you want to hate what you do or see any benefits in it
0: mm-hmm. yeah totally so i have two more questions two quick <laughs> ones actually to round off so i want to know some of your 2019 goals yeah so so something actually i
1: before i get into it something that i was scared of i guess a little worried about even recently um about my goals is sharing them with other people. And I have my post-it, my goals now written on post-it notes and i put them on my walls. And at first I was like, oh, should I do this? Because other people might see my goals and then like that that was making me nervous. Like, oh my gosh, what Mm -hmm. if they think I'm overreaching? What if they think I can't do it? And then I realized if I can't share my goals with other people or if I'm afraid of other people seeing my goals, how am I going to achieve them? Yeah. If, I'm a, mm-hmm. if I'm afraid of what other people will think of my goals, then I, I'm, that's a limiting belief and self-sabotage there. I'm sabotaging my ability to achieve it because I'm mm-hmm. scared of what other people will think. So yeah. that's a tip that I have for people. Obviously, when it comes to sharing your goals, if there are negative people in your life that are like, that shit, don't do that. Don't share it with those people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, so my goals for 2019, so I have income goals, which is $100,000. And then um, I have other goals of how I'm going to extend my reach and Mm -hmm. um, help more people with more value. So I want to do a live event in the middle of the year. I'm launching a membership site. I'm doing a self-study course. And then I have it. Oh, I just moved all my stuff into the other room. But I have each all of my quarters and months broken down into what kind of um, things I'm going to do each Each time but those are the big those are the main ones but really and then I have personal goals as well like writing a book having money in my savings account um, probably finding somewhere a country to live in (laughs) picking (laughs) a country to live in is one of my goals rather than just um, moving back and forward all the time but yeah I really my goal the overarching thing for my goals is to just give people as much value as possible and help other people transform their lives so fast and so immensely. So I will keep listening to whatever my subconscious mind comes up with and whatever downloads I get from the universe to add to that. But that's what I've tasked my mind and the universe with is to how can I add value as much as possible to other people and help them and get them to realize and come across all the stuff even that we've just talked about in this episode it's like how can i get all this message out to more and more people
0: yeah i love your goals they're great they're awesome um so let's say i mean we started the episode with talking about how to actually set goals so let's say my listeners they either have already set their 2019 goals or they are now just like with this episode they're like oh yeah like mm mm-hmm." i kind of know now what are some top like your top three tips on taking action now like literally today when they're listening to this podcast episode
1: so once you've set the goals a lot of the time people come up against some type of fear and be like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh this is so scary this is overwhelming um so the first thing I have is just is to make it simple, don't make it so convoluted, and don't try and figure out all the little teensy tiny bits and pieces. I have my overarching goals, and so then I've broken down my income goals into monthly, and then I've got the rest of my goals as kind of subtopics. I haven't figured out all the nitty-gritty and all the bits and pieces because I'm leaving room for the universe to show up. If you try to figure out every single little step you're there's no space for the universe to come in there you there's no space so you're pushing that out but also you're going to close yourself off to all the the other opportunities that could present themselves that you would you can't see because you're so focused on each specific thing that anything outside of that just doesn't um, come on your radar So that's the first thing is to have your goals, but don't try and fit down all the nitty gritty. Don't make it so convoluted that you can't understand it. Keep it simple and keep it specific. So put end dates on everything. So whenever I'm writing my goals, I do on or before X date. If it's a monetary goal, I write um, or more, this or more. Um, The next step tip that I have, what did I have, is always make them um, future focused and toward motivated. So focused on the future and not not thinking about what you haven't done before. So as I spoke about earlier, just because you might not have achieved $100,000 in your business before, or you haven't found a long-term relationship before, you haven't gotten a promotion before, that doesn't mean that you can't do it in the future. So Mm -hmm. Don't base your goals on what you've been able to achieve in the past. And then future focused means, um, toward motivated, sorry, means you have to write it out as what you do want, not what you don't want because the unconscious mind doesn't process negatives. So if you say, I don't want a terrible boss, your unconscious mind hasn't processed the part where you've said don't want, it's just focusing on terrible boss. So that's the picture that you're gonna keep painting for yourself in your mind's eye. You need to be future focused toward motivated and paint the picture in your mind's eye of uh, what you want, not what you don't want. And then my third tip is when I write my goals, I, I do my kind of future stuff. So what will I see, hear and feel when I get there? How will you know when that goal has been achieved? At that moment, and this is gonna be different for everyone, but at that moment that you know that that goal has 100% been achieved, what will you see? So let's say for example, someone who wants to travel overseas, what what will they see? Is that goal gonna be real for them when they buy the ticket? Is that goal gonna be real for them when they're walking onto the plane? Is that goal gonna be real for them when they're getting off the plane? So what will you see at that specific moment when you know that goal is real? Uh, what will you hear? Will you hear the plane engines? Will you hear your email dinging in your inbox saying confirmation for the hotel room? Whatever. What will you hear and what will you feel? Are you going to feel happy? Are you going to feel excited? Are you going to feel relieved? What are you going to feel? So you can really, really paint that picture in your unconscious mind of what it's working towards.
0: Yeah. I love all of those tips. They're really great. Um, like that's just one little thing i know but i really love the one with um what you said like setting an end date but then also saying like this or before because you're so true like otherwise you are limiting yourself to just then like maybe it even comes earlier yeah exactly that's awesome so can you share how my listeners can work with you, where they can find you. Do you have anything to offer?
1: Just tell us. Sure. So, people can find me um, Instagram. I'm brookalexander.co. My Their website Instagram
0: is, is amazing. <laughs> Thank <laughs> <story> you.
1: <laughs> my website is also the same, brookalexander.co. Um, my podcast is The Brooke Alexander Show. So, all very easy to find. Um, I do private coaching, one on one coaching for people who want to completely up level, show up, and stand out um, and all of the information for that is on my website and, and um I do have a mindset course so for anyone who is new to this mindset journey who wants to work through fear develop habits and really get started on their mindset journey so they can take control of their reality and get things moving in the direction that they actually want. Um, you can also find that on my website. It's only $33 and it's a video course. And it honestly, mm-hmm. like some of this stuff, the results that people have getting, I've I have been getting, I've been getting feedback that it's changing people's lives. Mm-hmm. So I strongly suggest anyone who's interested in this kind of stuff and wants to get started definitely take a look at that because um, I am excited for you to change your life.
0: Yay, that's awesome. And also the NLP stuff, right? You do sessions? Yeah, yeah.
1: So all of that stuff is on my website as well. But yeah, we I do um, one-off sessions. So I also do hypnotherapy. So in my one-off sessions, we cover... It goes for about two to two and a half hours and we cover just maybe one thing that people are working on. And then, um, we do some tapping, which is also really cool. Some, which is emotional freedom technique, um, which, Oh, and I also have a YouTube channel where people can learn about what emotional freedom technique is. It's really, really easy. You do it on yourself. Um, Mm. but yeah, so we do EFT, some hypnotherapy and some NLP stuff for people who want to start taking control of their lives and move forward and, get rid of limiting beliefs and things that no longer serve them
0: yay that's awesome so inspiring so motivating this podcast episode like i loved it so thanks so much for sharing all of your like inspirational thoughts and value and it was great no thank you for having me and thank you for asking great questions